This episode was inspired by style, and style is in the Styles of Radio Discord page, and if you want to submit your ideas into the Discord page, put them under the Beyond Bound section, and that's where you can submit your ideas, you can submit your theories or hypotheses, all of the cool stuff that I will mention in the show, as long, of course, as it is media-friendly. But something that is interesting is that Style wanted me to keep talking about the singularity theory, and we wanted me to keep talking about more so on how you can go back into time and back into where you originally were when you started when you left your home in the universe. I'll get into more of that, and I'll kind of explain it to you so you don't have to re-watch or re-listen to that old episode. So, let's get started. Let's get deeper into black holes. This stuff is so fascinating to everybody. Black holes, the universe, cosmology. Where do we come from, and how does physics really work in space? Because it doesn't really affect us out here floating on this rock because we have our atmosphere and because we don't really feel it. But if we were to go out into nothingness and we were to go out into space, there is a very little chance that we will come into contact of anything at all because everything is so far spread apart. That's why when people are watching episodes of like Star Trek or Star Wars or something like that, you kind of have that thought in the back of your head. How come he's not hitting a star on the way? How come when he's traveling through light speed, he's not hitting a star? Well, <laughs> not to get nerdy, but they do plot a course is what they always say. But also, it is kind of true in the astronomical terms because people don't realize how far things are spread apart from each other. Stars are light years away. Light years we don't really comprehend how big a light year is, but that would take a long, long, long time for us to, to travel because light in the realm of physics is that universal speed limit. It is that speed limit and it is that constant. So what we kind of discussed in the last episode is the finite and infinite theories of the universe and how the universe in the finite theory is shaped like a sphere. And if you were to leave your planet, and if you were to travel somewhere, or travel back home, you can't. Because you can tr leave your home and shoot in a straight line, and it would take a long time, a very long time, astronomically long time, and you would end up right back where you started. My theory on how that could be obtained faster is by the use of black holes. We don't know much about black holes, and that's what makes them so fascinating to us. Now, people have the general belief of black holes that you would immediately, immediately get spaghettified once you cross into the event horizon and start getting into that singularity, the singularity being the center. But... That's not necessarily true in all cases. Because if the black hole was large enough, you can live in that gravity as long as it's, I guess, the same gravitational pull that the sun would have on the Earth. Planets do sustain around black holes and other stars as long as they are in that perfect orbit around their 
gravitational pulls. So, that being said, if we were to travel into this black hole, there are many theories on what could happen. And one of the big theories on if you were to travel into this black hole would be that you would come out on the other side and see the entire universe from the beginning forming to the end. You could also see an infinite number of yourself traveling to that black hole as well. Another thing that you can see when you're traveling through a black hole potentially is it shooting out into somewhere because we have this belief that matter cannot be created or destroyed. It is the law of thermodynamics. It cannot be created or destroyed. But black holes kind of, they seem to break and bend that rule. They bend all of our natural laws of physics as we know it. And it stumps scientists and it stumps the everyday person. And I think it should because a scientist's dream is to study something and come out with more answer, with more questions than answers. Because if you're just certain on something, then that's the end of the road. Now what? But something that's interesting about this particular theory on black holes is very compared and very similar to a nebula star or a, uh, sorry, neutron star. A neutron star, if some of you don't know, has a mass that is so dense in the center that it spins incredibly fast. If you guys remember that science project that you would have done in school, that kind of little physics project where you're standing on a scooter and then they start spinning you when your arms are out and then you bring your arms in and they start spinning faster. That simple law of physics applies to neutron stars. So when this neutron star gets so dense, it starts spinning incredibly fast. This giant ball of rock or this giant ball of gas starts spinning. Something is the size of the moon can start spinning and spinning and spinning and faster and faster and faster until eventually the matter shoots out of the sides. And it creates this beautiful explosion where this matter is just being shot out of the sides. A similar thing can happen too with small black holes where if you were to place a very small black hole next to the earth where the density was so, so dense, I'm not even going to get into numbers, the earth wouldn't just be sucked into it like a spaghetti. It would kind of mash into it and it would appear to be like it was crashing. And of course, none of us would survive because of the density. But it wouldn't just get sucked in and kind of lost into nothingness. In reality, in the terms of physics, the Earth would come close to that black hole and it would hit it, spin around it, probably once or twice, and then explode in multiple directions. Like a giant car crash in space with everything that we have known on this planet. And I think that's pretty cool. That's just a little fun fact that I had in there. But... What style was specifically talking about when we kind of wanted to go over this show is how he really enjoyed the theory of our universe having its own orbit around a larger entity. This is the thing that I went to or I went kind of I brushed uh, aside in the last episode where 
because the black hole and because you were to go into the singularity of a black hole and you were able to see an infinite number of yourself in an infinite number of time, the universe creating and forming itself over and over and over again. What is it to say that this giant celestial ball of collected gravity is, isn't being orbited or isn't orbiting another plane? Now, what this plane is, that is something that kind of dives into the realm of pseudoscience. But honestly, guys, I'm not a licensed or I'm not a degree holding scientist. I just like talking about this stuff. And pseudoscience is cool in a lot of ways. The theories are cool. Science is not science unless you ask questions over and over again. And you can kind of get into the really cool aspects of it. So this universe is spinning around another. How big that other universe is? Well, most people would assume that it would be double the size because, you know, it's kind of like that perfect one and two even number ratio of something double the, something half the size orbiting something, you know, double the size of it. Or it could be the size of comparison of the moon to the earth or it could be something compared to the size of our planet to the sun we really don't know but there is something that we can assume about that universe and because it is so comprehensible to our brains and how we can kind of understand how it would work then that means that a large portion of that universe orbiting our own is third dimensional now, that may not seem important at first. That kind of may seem like a duh moment, but it is really important in the eyes of physics because if that universe follows the same th third-dimensional ideologies that we portray on it, then that means it follows the same laws of physics that we do. Henceforth, they would have bigger black holes, smaller black holes, our range of the tiniest little molecule on this earth and in this universe compared to the largest known thing that we know, of course, being the observable universe or the unobservable universe as well. It would also include that, but times however many, tenfold, a hundredfold, a thousandfold. They would have even tinier things. They would have even larger things it goes into a giant spiral effect it goes into an infinity clause it goes into a finite clause where it is literally everything combined and it has its own syntax just like our universe does universal laws and dogmas that it follows which makes us question if humans are to be the lenses in which we perceive our universe, are we also the lens that gets to perceive the universe that we orbit? Or are there other life forms such as us that are out there and are being the lens for their universe of infinity and being finite? That is a question that can be brought about. What these life forms would look like 
is up to be determined. In my opinion, using the black hole theory and using the infinity theory, they would be us. This is not really a parallel kind of universe, us, but it would literally be us sitting here right now, driving in our cars right now, headphones on right now, past, present, and future, all connected into one, into one giant cluster of a universe from the smallest imaginable thing, imagine it, I can't speak, imaginative thing, to the largest art and history, wars and combat, music, science, all included in this universe that our universe orbits. That is something fascinating to think about. They also have their abilities of black holes. And if their black holes shoot into our universe, then there must be a vice versa. Then our universe's black holes shoot into theirs. And that brings up the question of when do these universes end? Many believe that we're the only one. Many believe that we have multiple parallel universes. Many believe there's just an infinite number of things that we spiral and an infinite number of things that we orbit. But where can we get with this? What can we achieve with this hypothesis and with this prediction? What exactly does this bring about? Communication with ourselves in that universe. That could mean that if you were to travel through the singularity of a black hole, you can meet yourself and talk to yourself face to face with the same knowledge, the same mindset, and how would you perceive yourself? Smart? Kind of goofy? That would be something to think upon yourself. If you were to run into a space cosmonaut version of yourself traveling through this black hole in a singularity, looking over the vast nebulae of this second times two-sized universe that we have created. How would they be? And how interesting would they be? This is Evan, Beyond Bounds. These episodes come out every other Saturday. 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Again, submit your ideas into the Discord. It's good stuff. Thank you, guys.
The preceding program is a Styles Rebel Radio.com production.